Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bags, the podcast for below-average golfers by two below-average golfers today. My name is Owen Smith, and as always, I am joined by Caleb Wallen. And Caleb, we are teedless on today's episode, but it is a big, big week, so we figured we would do a, a throwback duo pod and talk about the Waste Management Open. But before we get to all that, how are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Um, I'm one one week closer to getting clubs back yes. in the bag, so uh, can't wait to do a a little what's in the bag once they arrive. So, um, you know, we're we're going to see Nick tomorrow. Um, looking forward to what comes of that. Hopefully, the bank account agrees with whatever decisions we make, and uh, <laughs> hopefully, the wives agree with whatever decisions we make. Um, might have to see if uh, Nick can just write us an invoice for whatever we want to pay, and then. <laughs> pay what it actually is so we'll see how that goes yeah that's like that store that during the holidays or during just whatever you can uh go in and just say what what did what was your budget okay we'll write write you a receipt for that and then uh the the true thing was double or triple yeah um, i did not just pay a thousand dollars for two woods and a driver a million i promise it was (laughs) it was only just 250 are you let's just pretend amelia is not listening right now uh, I know that I'm going specifically to look into some wedges and uh, maybe get some adjustments done to the the sim two that I'm currently rocking. But are you? Do you have any big plans for tomorrow? Or are you just going along for the journey? Um, definitely going to look at a fairway wood um, at minimum, and then hopefully he wants to hit the paradigm. He wants to hit the paradigm. We'll we'll see. Which real quick, like, can we just talk about how they just got their fourth win? Yeah, dude. And it's like, like, and I saw another thing. I forget. It was one of the Callaway guys. I mean, they've also been winning on the DP world tour with people that aren't sponsored by Callaway. Like, yeah, answer just one. Yeah, this thing is yeah. electric. And like, you know, one win, you know, congratulations. Two wins, you're like, okay, you know, way to go. But then we're talking three wins, and that was like three in a row. And you're like, maybe there's mm-hmm. like legit something here. And then two more guys win in the same week, you know, with a one week gap. So you're talking five out of six, brother. Yeah. I know. This I mean, thing is on fire. I know. It's like I'm looking at the betting odds for the waste management, which we'll get into, but it's like it's hard not to if you're gonna pick outright winner, it's hard not to look at a at a somebody that's playing paradigm, whether it's a staffer, because like Justin Rose, as we're recording today, he won playing it. He's not a staffer for Callaway by any means, but He's playing it like so. Look into if you're placing your bets. Definitely look into some paradigm uh, players because yeah, man, it's it's on fire. And I, I just wonder, you know, it's like we're we're talking about the best golfers in the world, and we're talking about the PJ Tour and DP World Tour and stuff like that. But it's like how much how much is the club affecting it? It seems like maybe it's coincidence, but again, like you said, four four or five times, like. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something to be said for that. So Callaway, I mean, I would love to see what the sales are for that thing compared to like, what was it last year? The Rogue ST, I think, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, It's like, you know, we're Callaway partner podcast in, in some capacity. Um, Just to be completely honest, you know, I th- I feel like TaylorMade, when everybody rolled out their new drivers last year, I feel like TaylorMade stole the show. Like, I feel like Callaway was kind of in the backseat a little bit and it was just like, uh, 
like just kind of another driver. Like it didn't look great right. or anything. Paradigm comes out, looks amazing. And then you have all these tour wins and yeah, I mean, they're, they're on fire. I would love to see what the, the sales comparison is between uh, the past couple of years. And, uh, yeah. And if these PGA tour wins are, are helping it, not to mention the influencers that they're signing as well, which I think have an impact for the younger generation for sure. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious, you know, I only have woods and wedges in the bag. Like I'm probably going to hit, try to see if Nick will let me hit it just for a little bit, just to see like, you know, maybe 10, 10 shots each. And like, is it really that much of a difference? I mean, yeah. This club has almost got me thinking that I could win a PJ Tour event just with the re- you know the record that this thing's putting up and like obviously I would be I would come nowhere close. Let's throw that out there. But I mean with the confidence, goodness gracious. Yeah. I'm I might contend to make the cut. No kidding, man. Hey, you might be getting into the US Open before long if you're if you're playing that, you know. Never know. Yeah. Never know. But yeah, I uh to be uh fair too is i was listening to i think it was either no laying up or foreplay one of the the podcasts that had john rom on earlier or you know past couple weeks and one thing that stood out to me is he plays with like scratch players some of his friends and he still has to give up 13 14 strokes to scratch (laughs) players and caleb's a 10 like yeah okay we're yeah all, it's all jokes here. I wish, but one hundred percent. There's no way here. if I'm have to take twenty three strokes from John oh, Rob. I mean, insane. I don't know if I could beat him. Still, I really don't. Twenty. I mean, no. The pressure that you would feel against a guy, even given twenty three strokes. Um, yeah, I, I I just can't imagine it. I'd be given, you know, almost thirty three. <laughs> I'd be given almost like thirty three <laughs> yeah. strokes uh or i'd be given 33 strokes so yeah no way but yeah like you said callaway is with the paradigms on fire and i'm I'm curious to see i'm afraid to hit it because i feel like especially if i'm properly fit for something i know it's probably going to be better i think what i'm trying to do is keep on to this uh sim 2 for a little bit because i did just buy it last year and see if i can make adjustments to it um I'm not sure, you know, I'm not a certified club fitter. And um, I think I've asked these questions before. So Nick said, we'll see what we can do. But uh, I am also interested in the uh, wedges and figuring out, you know, again, those are another off the shelf Costco uh, purchase, which for, for based on when I made that purchase, it was, I think I had a 56 degree in the bag and that was it. I think I had like a, hand me down 60 60 degree and i didn't have like anything between 56 and pitching wedge so um it was kind of one of those like let's just get it and it's 140 bucks for three wedges like right um figured out but now it's kind of the okay i'm i may have some more budget for it and um we'll, we'll see if we can get some callaway or something like that in the bag too so yeah but can you like 20 yards like <laughs> What would be the number, like throw money aside real quick. What would be the number that would be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm ordering one tonight. Oh, um, money aside, money aside, it probably wouldn't be much. I think if money involved, I would, I mean, I would say, yeah, if I'm getting 15, 20 yards difference between the two clubs, I mean, that's right. That that that's a let's let's list this thing on Facebook Marketplace and see if I can 
get somebody to buy it and you know make up the difference uh, right some, some other way but yeah i don't know i, I wonder what it's i mean the problem is, is i got the sim 2 because the stealth just came out and i liked you know getting a little discount but i like the right. sim 2 and all the comparisons i saw was that it wasn't too far off the stealth so you know wasn't a big deal um then but yeah if i was properly fit paradigm getting 15 20 extra yards it'd be hard to hard to turn down for sure See, i think even 10 yards would be hard i uh, yes no no it, I, the problem about knowing the number is that every time that you drive you know well if i if i shell out five six hundred dollars right now i'm getting 10 yards you add that up over a round i'm 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 gaining you know 70 yards per nine holes 140 yards per 18 roughly right we're just uh taking averages here like ooh, that's that's a lot i mean the, the data the data that lou and you know john sherman and guys like that have shared is i mean closer to pin the better right the, the right. further you drive the better like that distance has become king or it, it's always been king but it's become even more um I guess relevant that yeah the more the more you can get out there uh the closer you are to the hole the better chance you have to get it closer to the hole the less putts you have to do things like that so yeah it would be in the back of the head i almost don't want to know <laughs> i almost don't want to know but i'm, is I'm that gonna even... have to take the uh the college credit card that i've never used like <laughs> since college just to like and that's the only card that a million i don't share so yeah <laughs> it's like Hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and put it on this one. <laughs> Not kidding. We need a bags company card or something and throw it on Shoot. that. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good experience. I haven't been, you know, I think going into the fitting this time around. So I got fit in 2019. Again, at that point, wasn't playing a whole lot of golf, and it was a college graduation gift, which very thankful for because I almost didn't take it and just took like the cash or whatever. Um, but now knowing more about how important fitting is and talking to Verska a couple of times and, um, seeing the experience that you had, like, I I'm, I'm more curious of going into that process and how I'm going to react to it. Cause before I thought it was, well, I'm six foot five, they're going to add some extensions to the clubs and you know, that's it. And it's like, no, there's so much more that goes into it. There's more questions for me to ask. I'm going to ask about you know, the shorter shaft after talking with Lou, like maybe even try that, you know? So it's like, I, um, I'm excited to go through this now being a lot more, um, knowledgeable on the subject, still not knowing a ton, but still being right. a little more, uh, knowing what's, what goes into that and how important it is. So, um, and I have a slight suspicion that like, I would say going through like multiple fittings now and like working at golf galaxy and like seeing, you know, there was a couple times that I sat in on like a full, a full fitting or whatever, like you're going to have different grinds and different bounces that are going to make up your wedges. Yep. But that combination I feel like is limited compared to, you know, irons and drivers yeah. and fairways and all of that stuff. So I, I have a slight suspicion that you're going to go through this fitting with just your wedges and you're going to be like, man, this was incredible. Yeah. I'm probably going to get driver fairway or irons. Oh, yeah. Like it's, oh, yeah. especially with Nick, like I, I can't talk highly enough of Nick. Yeah. And 
I know there's plenty of other fitters out there that I'm sure that are the exact same way, but like Nick's just a guy's guy. And so it, it, you're, you're in trouble. Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm in the best way possible. You're like, you're in trouble. Yeah. No, that's the, I mean, that's the thing is I originally came into 2023 thinking that I was going to get new irons. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it, it depends on, uh, again, there's a lot that goes into it. Right. But yeah, I, I, I'm feeling the same way where it's like, where can I make these improvements? Cause I'm again, understanding more and more of how important it is. And although I don't know, I mean, it's going to be hard to tell until I can actually get out to the golf course to see like how much I have improved or where I've right. improved um, this off season. But especially compared to 2019 when I did get fit, I, I, I would just be, I just want to know, like, are these clubs still the most efficient thing? I'm going to right. take a wild guess. That that's a no. Right. So, um, I mean, they're, they're, they get the job done for, for what, for right. what I've needed it for so far. But if I'm wanting to take it to that next level, wanting to get down to, you know, a 10 handicap within the next year, 12, realistically, um, at least to manage my expectations, um, do I have the right tools in the bag as well with the you know work that I'm putting in? So we'll see. But yeah, I, I think it's a it's a dangerous first step. But um, yeah, because I mean I mean I even look at the paradigm iron irons and I'm like, oh god, it'd be so nice to get those in. So we'll see. But yeah, um, but yeah, we'll we'll document that uh, process as well and get it up on on our YouTube. And uh, if you're curious to see Caleb's initial fitting. Uh, that's also up on our YouTube channel, which is always linked in the description below. So more more to come from that. But anyways, it is another designated event here in uh, 2023. It is probably outside of the majors, I would say top three, if not <laughs> the top uh, yeah. designated event. I mean, clearly you got the tour championship and things like that that are technically designated events. but through the regular season, I would say it's between this and the players as being kind of that top event, at least from a crowd perspective and from a, right. uh, you know, just overall, like who's interested in the tournament. Like I feel like this is kind of when the casual PGA tour fan kind of starts to tune in a little bit. Football is winding, winding down um, with the, you know, Super Bowl being the same weekend in the same city or pretty close by. Uh, which is a wild, <laughs> it's going to be a wild, uh, I hope the state of Arizona is prepared for what's coming, but, yeah. and, uh, but no, it's just, I think, you know, now that we have these uh, bigger fields, I mean, it's always attracted a pretty good amount of talent, but now that you have Rory playing in it, you got Rom playing in it, like, it's just, it's going to be a pretty big weekend. Do you, in your opinion, uh, do you think that, the WM waste management open. Do you think that that's uh, the the best one outside of the majors or do you think there's something that takes the cake over that? As far as atmosphere, absolutely. Um, I mean, you got 23 of the 24 best coming in, I think. So, I mean, that alone is going to give you a lot. Um, You know, the crowd interaction, the, the course itself. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of positives coming. Coming um, into this week, and 
I would be hard pressed to find another tournament outside of maybe the players where you get the same buzz about a golf tournament. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I saw people even debating on Twitter, which we'll talk about, but it's like, would you rather have the waste management? Like which one do you get more excited for the waste management open or the masters? Like, Oh, if it's getting the master's level of questioning and there's people actually saying the waste management open, like, yeah, you you don't get much of that. There's a lot of people that only watch the Masters, and that's the right. only pro golf that they watch all year. So if it's being put in that category um, to any sense, then, yeah, you definitely know that you're in for a good treat. So for um, sure. this is, correct me if I'm wrong, the only course on tour that a Bags member has played? Um current tour yes current okay what what Brack, Brackenridge was oh. was the other okay. but that's that's a while ago yeah so current yes it would be the only only tournament or the only course that a bags member has played yeah on the, so on the tour. that bags member would be kale if you're a longtime listener um i think it was episode two or three when uh Gabriel came on he he told the yeah. story of you on 16 which we'll let you retell but um but yeah caleb is unless teed has something hiding from us where he's played somewhere up in michigan for i don't know where they play rocket mortgage but maybe he's played at that course but um but yeah that's the only course that you've been privileged enough to uh put the bag stamp on for the uh, at least the designated events maybe there's something that we're missing but tell us about it i mean from a from a below average golfer uh, perspective how is the course and, and how was your experience playing that yeah so we it, if you're a longtime listener you know the the running joke was that it's the it was the best day of my life um <laughs> it's not let's just get that out there the uh-huh. the birth of the birth of adeline was absolutely number one absolutely um probably one a and then you know the marriage was one b um <laughs> but number number two was was easily the the day that dad and I got to go play um you know if you know who I am as a person like I would hope that you would think the three pillars that kind of make the most sense in my life are you know like faith family and sports so you know I probably don't always um do a great job of keeping those in that order um (laughs) but you know with sports being that high on the list that's something that dad you know, dad and I really, you know, bond over, connect over, um, got the big win over the weekend, uh, the full sweep. Um, so Mr. Verska, you can, you can have that one. Um, (laughs) but yeah, uh, so yeah, that day I probably was next to tears as I'm an emotional (laughs) softy when it comes to that kind of stuff. So like, you know, it was, it was super cool to, you know, not only play a course, you know, that the pros play at, but like play a course where there was a lot of meaningful things that have happened, you know, from players that I really looked up to at the time. Um, you know, I got to go into the locker room and everything else. And then apart from that, like I got to play with dad. So yeah, like that's, that was huge. Um, I, I would be curious to know if any other listener would feel the same way as, as this. So when we, 
I didn't really have like a super eventful round. Um, played actually really well that day. Um, I did not play the tips. Um, I played the recommended, um, the recommended tees based on my handicap, um, which I think were the whites, if I'm being honest, um, may have been the blues, but there were the only time that I played from the tips was on 16. Um, but I shot 82 that day. So, you know, I think it was 12 over. So I was very satisfied with, with how I played. Um, especially, you know, having rental clubs and I didn't really, I didn't have golf shoes or anything like that. Um, the weather was really nice. So, you know, I didn't really have to contend with any weather. Um, got to see the, the big rock that all the fans moved for tiger, you know, all that stuff. Um, oddly enough, my most hated hole in golf is probably hole 14. (laughs) I could not stand that little. I don't even know if you'd call it a dog leg. It's more of like a bend, I think, but it's all uphill. Um, I think I like doubled that hole. Like it was awful. I hate that hole with a passion. Um, but 15, you know, the par five and then obviously 16 or whatever. But I am curious to know if like, if anybody else out there has played it, if you didn't really have a knowledge of golf, do you think you could pick out hole 16 with no grandstands being the same hole with grandstands? Because that was like, I, you know, always pictured it in my head. Like, okay, you know, this is, this is where the grandstands are. This is where the green is. You know, I'm, I've got this little walkway here. I've got, you know, the, the desert kind of leading up to it or whatever. And then when I get up there with no grandstands, that hole looked nothing like it does on TV. Like it is two completely different holes with, with the stands around it. And like, I even thought like going into 15, like, you know, you, I think you go under the, the tunnel, um, to get out to the, the green or what, or to the tee box or whatever. And like, I could kind of picture that, like, obviously the way that their their walkway is is not the same as the cart path because we were riding but um i could like kind of picture okay like at this point we would be kind of going under the tunnel or going into the tunnel and then we got to that t box and it looks just nothing like it so i'd be curious to think or i'd be curious to know if others felt that way um or if it was just kind of my eyes deceiving me or whatever well um I can tell you, like, I clearly have never played there, but based off of pictures and, like, this sounds so dumb, but I've played PGA Tour, like, 2K23 or, like, the EA Sports games, and sometimes when you play it, you can, they do have, like, the grandstands up and all of that. Sometimes they don't. And, like, even just playing that, like, you're like, this is completely different. I'm looking at a lot, like, a picture of it, without the grandstands uh on on the internet and yeah i mean it's i can can if i were there it just looks like any other part three to me right so right yeah i I would love to i know that we had put out uh one of our bags daily questions out today well when we were recording this and we asked if anybody's ever played it or been there uh so there's been a lot of people that have played it so would yeah would love to get their feedback on if they would even 
notice it or, or if they kind of had that same experience playing without the grandstands but right that's yeah it, it's a completely different thing than what you see yeah because i mean like TV. i feel like it and i'm this may be backwards but i feel like when you're watching it on tv it almost looks like a draw bias hole where you're trying to you know work it right to left into the green but when i was there like my initial thought was like okay like with this bunker like i definitely need to hit a cut and that would not be the case yeah and <laughs> It was not the case when I teed off when I found out, but like it definitely visually, it looks like the opposite shot shape yeah. with no grandstands. So, yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll share some pictures if you haven't seen it on Twitter. But yeah, it's a completely different, completely different experience. Uh, yeah, just based off pictures alone. So, I can only imagine playing that too. So, um, do you want to retell the story of what happened on 16 when you played it? Yeah. So, um, decided to play all, you know, I'm going to make it official. I'm going to play those T boxes. Um, the couple that we were with were locals and they said, you know, they, um, they have people or anytime somebody comes to town, they usually play those as well. Um, so hit a shot and it looked really good for a long time. Um, it kind of was fading a little bit. So I knew, okay, you know, it was going towards the hole, but I probably have a 10, 12, 15 footer, whatever it was, um, get up there. And it was a four footer. So the, the nerves got to me like right then and there. <laughs> um, and you know what? I was like, all right, dad, record this, record my birdie. You know, I'm going to make a birdie on 16 or whatever. Um, hit the putt hold it left and immediately dad was like and i like i start laughing kind of turn around like what was that for and he's like well you know that's the treatment that you would have gotten if you'd hit it with the fan so i might as well give it to you and i'm like all right you're right (laughs) like it's was he playing fair you know so was he planning to throw some beers or something if you uh if you would have made the this was before the beer throwing i think but i definitely did not expect the uh I didn't expect the booze. I definitely expected like some kind of chirping, but I didn't expect like him to just like full out like boo. Like, yeah. I, so I was cracking up. The it's the perfect. other couple was like laughing. Like it was I deserved it though. I I pulled that four footer and that oh. was such a heartbreak of a putt. Yeah. But, well, you can always say that you put it to to four feet on a hole sixteen yeah. TPC Scottsdale. So at least you got that. Uh, people will then ask, "Well, did you birdie it?" And you'll just have to tell that. It doesn't matter. It don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but it's better than missing the green. I feel like that's my right. Biggest, my biggest fear is playing Pebble or playing uh, TPC Scottsdale or somehow, some way, getting uh, the ability to play Augusta and just playing one of those iconic holes and missing the green like that would be right that would be the, that would my, be so tough one of my biggest fears um so we'll have to try to do everything possible to to make sure that doesn't happen but so yeah uh yeah. tbc scottsdale the only pga tour course currently that a bags member has played hopefully we change that narrative uh in the near future and start playing some more pga tour events did you feel like i mean i know you um i know that you played from the whites and not from the tips the whole time which completely makes sense and 
do not uh, look down on you in any way for that. But did you feel like it was a course that if anybody was just going out, like some of the courses that they play a PGA tour, it's like, if, if, if you go out there and you don't have your game together, at least a little bit, you're just going to have a miserable time. Like, was it a pretty manageable course to play being kind of in that 10 handicap range? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I would think there were definitely some holes. I think like, uh, let's see, hole 10, I believe has water on the left. Um, hole 11, I believe has water on the left. Like those were, I don't think the tee boxes were that much different. Um, I think your landing zones would have been different for sure, but the lines probably weren't. Um, I know dad almost hit like, um, if you, if you watch the tournament and they show hole 10, there is like a, um, probably like a maintenance shed looking thing, uh, just to the right of 10's tee box and dad almost smoked it. (laughs) Like he just caught one off the toe and it was it was funny. Um, but yeah, like if you're, if you're not careful, um, there's a lot of cactus out there that'll, that can probably get you. So, but at the same time, like, I feel like the fairways were, were decent. The rough was a designated rough for sure. So like, you're probably not going to run through anything if you hit it too far now i mean if you go too far off then yeah you're gonna be in the desert but yeah like it was i would say it was fairly manageable i mean i was able to shoot an 82 so i yeah. i would say that it's very manageable yeah i'd be happy with a with an 82 out of yeah. a uh, tournament course for sure so yeah yeah i would say scottsdale's one of the ones where it's realistic to go play i mean i, I think you what well, what was the year that you played? Was it 2018? 2018. Okay. It was and like- we got super lucky because um, it was right around the time that golf now was really becoming a thing. Um, so we had like a hot deal and then we also had a father's day deal and they got stacked somehow. Ooh. Like, I don't think they were supposed to be stacked, but somehow they were stacked. <laughs> golf now is coming um, back for you soon, bro. Right, yeah. Uh, so I think we were able to play both of us were we played 99 bucks for the green fee oh god when it's like 250 300 i think so we got stupid lucky when it came to that but um yeah i mean if if you have it like planned out i i think that would be a manageable course yeah no i i think it's pretty yeah pretty realistic and one of my top I'd say top five realistic, you know, dream courses though. Like clearly like yeah. that's done and stuff like that's top, but like realistic, know that I can play it. Uh, Scottsdale's up there. So um, yeah. Pebble is uh, up there as well, but I saw that thing in $600 Ooh. plus you got to stay at a resort. That's one to two K a night. Plus eh, there's just so much, you know, four caddies and, um, just everything else that goes into it. So yeah, well, when bags, yeah. everybody listening, please subscribe and follow and yeah. keep along for the journey. And tell your friends and uh, you know make our make our dream come true. But for now, we'll uh, we'll stick to the to the munis around us and <laughs> just yeah. something. I I'm gonna try to play. Uh, I'm gonna try to find a tour course down in Houston when I'm down there for the final four. Um, 
and I'm going to have, you know, my off day. Um, hopefully I'll be able to, to get on there somehow. Um, I think that is, has to be a work in progress. Hopefully, um, know somebody that knows somebody maybe if, if it's the right one, but, um, but yeah, hopefully that's on the, that's a goal for sure. Yeah. Well, I have, um, have a trip planned to Myrtle beach later on this year for, you know, a little family vacay, but I'm hoping to find something. I don't, I know that there's plenty of options across the Carolinas. I don't know what's realistic, but yeah, if I can uh, get on somewhere that uh, is again, doable, both from a driving standpoint, but also from the cost and everything that would be nice too. But, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. So, um, yeah, I think now we can just get into what we think of the tournament. You know, we, we've shared that we're pretty excited for it. Um, we will talk about something that we're, we're starting now for this will be kind of the first event for it with our Bags Dynasty Fantasy League. But before that, there's a lot of ways that you can bet on it. Currently, uh, FanDuel only has up their just like outright winner options um i think you know trying to do some of our below average golf bets which i completely whiffed on a uh, parlay <laughs> i put together for 5 10 20 uh, but i'm going to do another one of those but they don't have those odds out yet um so currently they just have the outright winner odds at least on FanDuel. rory's leading um or is the the lowest odds at uh, plus 800 rom right behind him at plus 850 and then the next one is plus 1400 so like they're they're just uh yeah the the odds for for those two are a lot lower than uh, old Xander and right. Scotty and Tony Finau, which are kind of the next next category of guys. But from your uh, betting perspective, just from being an overall fan, and then again we'll get in the dynasty league in a little bit. But like, who, who do you have your eyes on for this week outside of the obvious, the uh, the John Rom and uh, Roy yeah, Jamal. I mean I think I think it would be dumb of me personally to not go with a paradigm guy yeah and seeing it xander's up there um i would probably take xander um at least xander top five and rom top 10 um i just i don't know that i can go against it right now i i truly don't it's hard i mean you've got yeah you've got rom xander both paradigm the next paradigm guy that you find is, I don't know, Sam Burns. At Probably. Plus four, yeah, 42. Like there's, uh, you know, Rory's, I think, Stealth, Scotty's Stealth, Tony Titleist? I think Tony's Ping. Ping, okay. Markawa Stealth, Cantley Titleist. Titleist. Thomas, JT, Titleist. Titleist. Homa's Titleist. Sungjae, not sure. I don't know what Sunday plays. Um, Hovland, I think, is ping, I want to say. Yep. So, like, you, you have, you know, when we're looking just at the kind of top of the book um, for for the open, yeah, Rom and Xander are your favorites that are playing Paradigm, and then, yeah, you don't get another one till Sam Burns. So, I might sprinkle some on Sam Burns, though, just uh, at plus 4,200. I mean, if the Paradigm magic's real and it's not Rom or Xander, that's worth five bucks. Throw it on there right. for for an outright winner. I don't I don't know what that pays. Let me just uh, let me check that out. Well, five bucks pays two hundred ten dollars. Like I'm down for that. But Not yeah, bad. 
um, outside of Paradigm guys, are there any any other people that you have your eyes on a little bit um, outside of Rom, Xander, Sam Burns, guys like that? Um, maybe Tony. Tony. This, you know, he's a he's a big hitter. Um, so like we've talked about today, like closer you are to the hole, the better. Um, there are a couple holes that I can remember that if you can, if you can get there, then you should, you should try to go for it. Um, the par fives are gettable. So I would absolutely, maybe 15 would be the only one where you kind of question yourself whether to go for it or not. But if you can get it out there to begin with, then you have the green light special to go for the green and two. And I think, I wonder Maybe Lou can help us on this, but I wonder what the – if you make an eagle on 15, how much would that in, increase your chances to win mm-hmm. this golf tournament? Because yeah. the, probably a lot of birdies for sure, but you know the guys that really go after it, they seem to be rewarded if, if they can make that eagle. So yeah. curious, curious to know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a Lou question on, on that one. But – yeah, I think, I mean, the, the nice thing is, is that this is a major level field for sure. That's why it's a designated event. Rory's back. It's his first PGA Tour event since um, since he won the Tour Championship, right? Because he's just, he's just been playing in Dubai and been playing DP World right. Tour. So, um, and, you know, so it'll be the first time that we're seeing him in a PGA Tour event since... What was that September, October, September, I think. September. Um, so that'll be interesting. You know, he's been, he's been on fire. He beat Reed in that uh, DP world tour event a couple weeks back. Um, Watch or, the trees. No, sorry. That was the, was that the Dubai event? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, so he won that. And then, um, you know, he, he's, he's been on fire. He, he looked, you know, whatever in that him and tiger versus JT and speed. He looked like, you know, just kind of out of it i felt like but um i'm excited to see that i wonder if he's gonna play into the crowd on on 16 and uh i i just i love the guys that get into the crowd jt is a guy that gets into the crowd i feel like tony gets into the crowd homa's definitely gonna get into the crowd dude who would okay who would be your favorite player to get a hole in one on 16 this week like not not it not, has to be homa is like okay it, it has to be yeah. Because like I don't think if unless it was Harry Higgs, like I, I don't but think I don't he's, he's going to take his. He's probably not taking his shirt off two years in a row. I don't even um, think Higgs is in the field for this one. Yeah, he may not be. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think he's. Uh, let's see, Damon lifted his shirt up. I mean, maybe one of those two if they were in there. But I think you know the people's golfer. You definitely want hitting a hole in one. Listen, Max top top of the list you're gonna hate this one but if tom kim hits a freaking hole in one on 16 you know i need teed here i wish teed was on you need teed here because you're reaching (laughs) but you're reaching you know that that place would be so electric i mean it's gonna be electric no matter who hits a hole in one but if it's tom kim max homa like top of the top for for that i think it would be crazy if Tom did just because his reaction. Yes. I think it would be crazy for Max to do it because of the people's reaction. Yep. I think it would be two separate levels. 
Yeah. Like but you're, Tom you're would like yeah. pump up the crowd and everything else. Like he yeah. would get them going just from his reaction. But I think from the, the shot alone, it would be max. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that, but Tom Kim would be electric. Uh, sleeper pick for best hole in one. If Ricky Fowler makes his return, it's a hole in one on sixteen. Oh boy! Yeah. Oh boy! They're Ricky gonna be played what played well there a few years ago. Exactly. They're going to be taking 30, 40 minutes to clear that green if if old Ricky gets back into it. Which shout out yeah. our man Scott uh, Scott Hogan. Uh, he he is putting some money on uh, Ricky. He thinks that this is the tournament. He turns it around. Uh, plus six thousand. For uh for Ricky to be outright winner on this, I don't know if I'm throwing any on that, but I might throw him in a top ten, top top uh twenty uh pick depending yeah. on the odds for that. So I like that. Uh, who'd be the most boring player? <laughs> Not to get us in trouble or anything, but who'd be uh the most boring player? Cantlay, good lord! If if he hit a hole in one, it'd be like, oh yeah, maybe Cantlay. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, congratulations, dude. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't know how Rory would react, to be honest. Like, I, the thing would I be always like, think about with Rory, it's pretty recent, was but when he he and Morikawa both hold out on 18 at uh, Augusta, and yeah. that, it went electric for that. Like, not only yeah. did he, you know, have a great reaction, but then Morikawa did it, and it was like, right. I still get chills to this day from that video. So, which... God, I just remember that moment being ruined in the moment by Faldo, though. <laughs> he was like, just wait, it's going to go in. It's like, yeah, Faldo, we know that you already saw the clip. Appreciate it, yeah. man. Thank <laughs> you. I really appreciate it. But, no, I think Rory would be good. I think Rom would be good. Rom went to Arizona State, right, I think? Yep, Arizona so, State Sun Devil. Home, home he uh, he likes home. to wear the uh, the Pat. Um, oh, that's terrible of me. Um. The guy that played football, he was in the military, or he left playing football to go to the military, and Pat then he Tillman? passed away. Yes, he wears here. He has worn the Pat Tillman um, Arizona State football jersey before, Ooh. which was awesome. There you go. Loved that. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, no, that yeah, I think I think Rom would. I, I mean, again, it's going to be electric no matter who gets a hole in one there. I mean, I've seen nobody's get a hole in one there um and, and yeah i mean sam Ryder did it last year and yep. it, people went nuts so yeah so um but yeah we're, we're looking forward to is there any other um betting favorites or anything i think what i'm gonna do personally on the bags twitter is throw out um a couple of parlays and things out there from from FanDuel, uh just to to share as those odds come out but right now at least me personally i think i'll put some on Sam Burns. Uh, I think I'm, I'm dumb if I don't put just, I, I know that it's the odds aren't great compared to everybody else, but I might just throw some on Rom because he's, he's on a tear and you know, um, right. I'm going to stay away from Rory, even though, you know, he's my favorite golfer. I'm going to stay away from betting on him. Um, but I also, you know, some people like Cam Young and, uh, and Ricky again, some top five, top 10 picks are kind of, uh, I got my eyes on, but anybody that you're thinking, even if it's not betting that uh, you're excited for uh, outside of people we already discussed. I don't think so. Like you said, I'll probably throw in, you know, maybe a parlay with, you know, top fives, tens, twenties or whatever. Um, but I'll probably stick with the bigger names as far as pretty much the guys that you've mentioned. Um, 
yeah, I don't, I don't really. We'll tr- maybe we'll try to go as long odds as possible, just yeah. to see, like pick the top five and see if that works. Oh. It inevitably won't, but you know, maybe just fifty cents a dollar just to see what happens. Yeah. Um. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll throw something together. So, um. Outside of the betting, and this is going to be something that continues, we're going to do it for the designated events and, and majors uh, for moving forward. We're, we've decided that we're going to create a Bags Dynasty League, so um, Fantasy League. If you're, not, if you're not familiar, you know you can do different Fantasy Leagues. Caleb and I tried to do one last year, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> it worked great for the first like yeah, six but, weeks, yeah. and then... It just went downhill. But this one is just the three, uh, the three below average golfers, Caleb, Teed, and I, um, drafted over the weekend. Teed was at dinner and had a couple drinks in him, so it makes sense why uh, <laughs> some of his uh, some of his picks towards the end had me questioning a couple things. But, um, but yeah, we we basically drafted eight guys. It's it's dynasty, so as long as you want them, you keep them. Uh, we're going to, you know, again, for these designated events and majors, we're going to pick a lineup of four guys from from our eight and just take their scores from the weekend. And we're just going to, what, we're going to keep it running total for the for each kind of season? Is that kind of what we're, what we're thinking, Caleb? Works for me. Yep. So we'll do a running total for the year. So it's not necessarily who wins the week, but more about who wins the year. And we'll, you know, wrap it up at the Tour Championship. We'll, we'll we'll name you know annual annual winners uh season winners for that so uh we went through it we did a a snake draft uh just to recap a couple of things caleb was number one pick and he took justin thomas some bias there what was your what was your methodology behind taking jt number one um some bias for sure uh usa um USA. i think if you look across my team it's there's a theme only yeah there's a there's a pretty big theme it's almost across the entire Ryder cup <laughs> yeah <roster. laughs> so Ryder cup did well last year so i um president's cup did well some of those guys still were on there so yeah, yeah i'd say um that was pretty much the theme for my for my team um excited to have max oh yeah um don't see i don't i don't know how he felt as far as he did um i was very thankful that he did who Max? Um, yeah, I took he him what, fourth, a, fourth uh, or he fifth. Took him, took him six. You, you. So just to recap, it was it went JT, Rom, uh, Rory. Then it went Morikawa, Scheffler, Homa, and then Shoffle, okay. Willie Z, Tom Kim, Hovland, Cameron Young, uh, Spieth, Burns, Cantlay, Neiman, Matsuyama, M, Kisner. Finau, Cam Smith, which I'll talk about in a second, Jason Day, Fleetwood, Sahith Agala, and then the final pick in the draft from Caleb was Dustin Johnson. So, um, yeah, Homa fell a little bit, but I think, you know, when you look at the two guys that Teed and I took, I mean, Teed got McElroy and, and Morikawa, uh, pretty solid picks there, and I got Rahm and, and Scheffler, um, younger younger guys and uh, top of, you know, top of OWGR right now. So. I felt like the first two rounds were expected, but the fact that you got Xander, that's where I think maybe he fell a little bit. But yeah, I guess um, I I thought Homo was later, so that that would make sense. That would check out there. But yeah, super excited to have Xander as well. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, it's going to be tough, tough just picking four guys. I think across the board for all of us. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to majors, because oh, yeah. you know, I think everybody has at least one live member. Yeah, Teen's got walking in, which. <laughs> Again, he had a couple drinks at dinner, so uh, I think he might have reached on that one a little bit. Was running out of ideas. I got Cam, uh, Cam Smith in the uh, what would that be seventh round, and you you took DJ with the final pick. So we each got at least one live guy, um, just because we're you know we're we're doing this for designated events. So you know that's clearly going to be just PGA Tour guys, but the majors so far, at least Augusta. Um, is including live. So we said, you know, live players are on the table. If we want to have them be one of the eight spots that we have um, for, for our rosters, we can, we can do that. So uh, we all took that, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. I mean, I'm already struggling with this week because again, it's, it's a packed field, um, you know, in, in traditional or fantasy leagues, you know, you can pick some guys and they're not all going to be playing the same events, but now that they're playing the same events, narrowing it down to four, is a, right. is a tough challenge. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely doing Rom, definitely doing Scotty, but now um, between the last two spots, I'm battling between Zalatoris, Cameron Young, Cantlay, Sungjae, and I could I even have Sahith at the, you know, he was my last pick of my team. Like any of those guys can be solid third and fourth uh, or, you know, options for, for the, for the lineup this week. So right. it, it'll get a little difficult, but it's kind of like any other fantasy league. You have guys that you just have to bench and they're probably going to do better than the guys in your lineup from time to time. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely kind of settled in with Rom and Scheffler, like I said, debating those others. Um, are there, is there anybody that you're keeping out of your lineup? Again, you have JT, Homa, uh, Xander, Spieth, Sam Burns, Kisner, Finau, and clearly not DJ. So, um, anybody that you're keeping out or battling with right now on kind of the third and fourth spot? So probably won't play Kisner either. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be tough between like Finau, Spieth, Burns. Um, I have to play JT, have to play Xander. Feel really good about Max. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think – that that final spot for me is what's going to be tough. I, I yeah. think my my top three are set. It's definitely that last one. It's going to be hard for me. Yeah, Sam Burns paradigm. Going to keep him on the bench. I don't know, man. We'll see. Know. But yeah, so we're again we're going to be keeping this up, and we'll we'll keep you updated as things go through throughout the season. Um, another thing is that you know clearly as guys come up, we can always drop and add people but we'll also do like when they do kind of the pga uh tour card um you know change ups towards the end we can also uh do like a supplement draft um just to to pick guys up and stuff but, but yeah looking yeah i think to make it a to true them. like dynasty league we should really like mess with ourselves and we only get like two keepers or we only get like three keepers well with and then the... you put them back in the draft we could do that. We could do that. We can mess around. And I, I know like each dynasty league is a little different, but I'm down for that. Maybe keep the, keep the top four and throw everybody else in the pile or top three, like you said. Yeah, um, like the way that my dad's uh, fantasy basketball league works, um, they get three keepers every year, 
but their point totals or their point averages from the year before have to equal or be less than whatever the math checks out to be for the entire league. So like, for instance, we had, there was one year where we had Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, LeBron, and um, Sabonis. And we couldn't keep all of them, obviously, because we can only keep three, but like we had to get rid of, I think we made the choice to get rid of, um, I want to say it was Devin Booker because of, you know, the point totals added up to 148 and we could only have 142 or whatever it was. So maybe we find like that happy medium where it was like, okay, they shot on average, you know, four under and you're, we can only keep them if it equals like 12 or less. Oh boy. Okay. Really make it interesting. Okay, I'm down. Well, it's a it's a work in progress. So, uh, step one, we drafted our guys, and step two is making a lineup for the waste management open. So, we'll uh, we'll keep you updated. Clearly, there's you know this is going to be um, you know the Genesis and Arnold Palmer coming up pretty soon. Players will be right around the corner in Masters. So, uh, we'll be we'll be keeping it up uh, for you all, and uh, looking forward to 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 just uh, I'm sure the trash talk that will that will come from this. So. We have another oh, sure. another reason to talk about these tournaments, but that is going to wrap up today's episode. We appreciate everybody listening as always. Um, again, more content to come out, especially as golf season comes around. We're back out to the courses right now. We're dealing with the Midwest cold, but Caleb, I've been looking at the forecast, and I think that there may be maybe some opportunities. We need those clubs to come in pretty quick. Uh, because there's going to be some opportunities before long for us to get out to the course. Um, yeah, I'm hoping like the 18th, I think, is the day that I have circled on my calendar right now based so, on everything that I've heard. So uh, you, you might hear some below average, above average golf moments uh, sooner than we expect. So uh, again, appreciate everybody listening. Make sure you follow, like, whatever you got to do to keep up with us on uh, Apple and uh spotify make sure you check out our twitter we have a giveaway going around right now be announcing the winner at 750 followers there we're about 72 followers away from that so we'll uh we'll get there and uh caleb any final words for the episode yeah um be in be a below average golfer but make sure you get fit um like like we're gonna do tomorrow uh we're gonna get owen right with the wedges um hopefully we don't Hopefully we don't go too far down that path uh, further away than what the wives want us to. But uh, yeah, just, you know, again, get fit. Um, I actually, I can't wait to go through like a ball fitting at some point. Like I'm, I'm actually really intrigued by that. Um, so yeah, just get fit, be a below average golfer, but make sure you have above average fun and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Tell you all the story about the joker and the thief I sell. Tell you all the story about the joker and the thief I sell.